Hey everyone, welcome to Get Into It, where we do just that. My name is Jordan Rice. And I'm Ambry. In today's episode, we are doing hot takes. This is one of our favorite episodes to do as a favorite time. Hot takes, hot takes, hot takes, hot takes. <laughs> we love to talk about some <laughs> random stuff, so we compiled the list and we're ready to talk about it. Oh, for those who don't know what a hot take is. All right. Hot Hot takes are uh, opinions that we each hold that um, might be unpopular, but they are something that we're really passionate about and can argue for our, excuse me, debate for hours. (laughs) So uh, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Ooh. Okay. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. So my first hot take is leftism is really difficult to really get into. It's really just a matter of accessibility. Oh, like uh, being a leftist? Right. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's like, okay, it's different than a liberal. Um, Yes. It's different than a liberal, but it's person Oxford, uh, the new Oxford American Dictionary. So do not come for me if this is not your definition. They are saying it is a person with left wing political views, but I feel like it's I don't want to use extreme, but like radical. Fa- yeah, well, yeah. More on the radical side. So if you yeah. consider yourself a leftist, you're yeah, you're somewhere you're far you're farther left than a liberal would be. Liber- liberalism falls more in this like centrist, like somebody who's in the center of politics. They're closer to the center if we're talking about the political spectrum. Okay. So yeah, that yeah. So when I say leftism is hard to get into, I mean as opposed to like the far right. Like to so know the far you can fall into the far right. Yeah, you can fall into a, the right. Yeah, a one Google bad search. click. Yeah, one yes. bad click on YouTube, and you're you're pretty much down the rabbit hole for some people. I mean, some people have self control, but other people who I guess, well, actually, like young kids, because like the the alt right pipeline is actually a thing. Like <laughs> you know, watching no, those yeah, videos. they raise their kids that way, right? Especially the, the, the dawning of YouTube. That was really where it was so uncensored. Like, if you watched a gaming video, you might literally be listening to a Nazi. Like, it was bad. But the far right is really easy to... It's really easy to get into because there's no buzzwords. All you have to do is hate. That's, like, pretty much... (laughs) That's it. All you have to do is hate people. That is the gist of it, to be the far right. But the far left, in contrast, like, uh, the people who reside in the far left, so, like, Marxists, communists, their ideals aren't explained in the american educational system at least at all so at all so it's <laughs> properly order, right in order to identify as these things you really have to either do your own research or you have to like know actually someone. just yeah inquire about it yourself so i think it's in that sense it's so intimidating because everybody guys have to do you know what i'm saying like it's mm, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of work i don't like politics personally so i have a hard time kind of identifying somewhere on the left because I know I don't really identify with liberalism. I feel like I'm a leftist, but I don't feel comfortable. Claiming I should that. say, yeah, I don't feel comfortable. You know what? Actually, I call, I would consider myself left-leaning. That's where mm-hmm. I feel comfortable yeah. right now. Because everything else, I don't feel informed enough to defend myself if somebody asks me my political views. So it's like, yeah, it's difficult. That's a very mm-hmm. good point. That's right. yeah, because like, yeah, like you're if you say something, you're you're, you're claiming a whole ideology. That you really have to research and like under because right. there's no yeah. way you just learned it by happenstance that yeah. doesn't happen with the far left. 
it's just you have to be informed and that's why it's like inaccessible to, in a sense because not everybody a has the time for that and b wants to listen to you know academia explain it to you because there's a lot of buzzwords on the far left like there's class consciousness there's other things yeah. that require you to like look up the definition and that takes time out of your day so i think people at least to make leftism more more accessible to everybody people need to start talking about it in layman's terms which i'm seeing people do which is why i'm more informed now but i think it needs to broaden itself to out of academic circles and more so just for average people so everybody can learn everybody can learn okay (laughs) (laughs) so uh one of my hot takes hot take you don't need to convince a bunch of people about the way a relationship should work. You just need to find someone who agrees with the way you think a relationship should work. Hmm. Um, yeah, like people, I feel like people are so, especially now, there's so many different ways to make a relationship work. And there's a bunch of different types of relationships now that we, you know, haven't seen or as accepted, as widely accepted. And I'm like, hmm. you guys are fighting with people who you don't want to be with. So stop fighting them and find a person that agrees with you instead of trying to convince everyone. Save your energy and save my ears the space because I don't want to hear it. If I don't like, like, why are you trying to convince me about how I should view what I want to do with someone who isn't you? Please. Precisely. Beautifully said. Please. That's that's a sick take because you've seen a lot of people like impeding other people's relationships. I'm like, shut up. If it works for if the if the two or more people, if the people that are involved are happy and okay, why do you have an opinion on it? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) That goes to like like broadly speaking, sexuality and that like more specifically how they interact. As long as nobody's getting abused, as long as as long as it's consensual, right? As long come on, legal, legal. As long as it's consensual, it's not illegal. There's no mental or physical abuse happening. I think that we should just let people do what they shut up and mind your business. literally that's all you gotta do right i like that one okay i have a next one um hot take we need to emphasize emotional intelligence as much as we emphasize like iqs and stuff thank you that means so good (laughs) you're welcome like (laughs) emotional intelligence is so underrated so when you meet somebody with emotional intelligence, like you know, you might not have the words for it, mm-hmm. but when you meet somebody who's like in tune with themselves, under- right, in tune with themselves, in tune with other people, how how they make other people feel, it just makes you feel comforted in all like all sorts of the imagination. We need to ensure that kids are, of course, they're you know getting their IQ up or whatever, getting smarter in that sense, but also they're gaining emotional like knowledge and how to talk to people and how to be empathetic and all these things you know what i'm saying yeah like this this adds to the human experience and when we're devaluing it it seems like we're just leaving room for people who are emotionally inept and that's not cute because when you're an adult that does not fly so i'm a picky my next hot take which is really interesting because we didn't talk about these before actually kind of goes on that so hot take parenting your child or your children to process and discuss their emotions doesn't make them soft. It mm-hmm. raises emotionally intelligent people. And that would probably decrease on the amount of trauma people experience in their childhoods. Raising emotionally inept children 
create adults that make people have to go to therapy. Right. <laughs> Why right. would you contribute to a, someone's headache? Why would you want <laughs> to have something right. that you raised be the source of people's anxiety? Right. Stop that. I, I just, I think it's, uh, this is, I honestly think it's gendered as well. I feel come like on now. With, with <laughs> men, I feel like with men or people who are perceived as men or raised as men, what happens is that parents are they're, they're like trained it's like we they're trained to like teach their their sons that being emotionally intelligent is not the thing they're supposed to be or it's not something that's valuable so whether that be like oh don't cry or whether that be like why would you um, tell stop it you stop like it right you like the girl in your class pull, why'd you pull her pigtails oh it's just something that boys do you know what i'm saying like all these like they, you give them so much grace so when they're an adult and they have no concept of emotional intelligence they inevitably hurt people they hurt people <laughs> like, and they're confused as to why they're getting the responses that they're getting and i'm just looking right. at you i'm like if you would have taken the time with little timmy <laughs> and didn't allow him right like, come on now can the we the beauty of emotions you're taking away their humanity when you raise your sons you raise the monsters emotions. you just you raise, raise monsters. monsters and i'm th- this is this is genderless for me ambry is so right for it's it's it, it seems like it's worse it's being presented worse for men because you know just this patriarchal society but we 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 need to stop that people are like gentle parenting isn't parenting like there's a way to discipline your child without mentally abusing them there's a way to discipline your child right. without emotionally scarring them or stunting their growth like right. n- like if someone's terrified to speak to their parent we have an issue like right. and a, and, a, and of course these are these are like in conditions where like the house is like perceived healthy as there's no abuse like mm-hmm. physical or anything like that but like come on do better I feel that's a good, that's who you should raise your children, regardless of your gender identity, regardless of their sexuality, regardless of their race. It's something that- Like, don't be a crap person. As a, God. Right, as, a, as a thing. Cry. That's what I'm saying, like- And communicate a, why exactly. you're upset. Learn why you're I, angry so you can understand how to handle that emotion so that you don't go around punching walls, men, so that you don't go around starting rumors about people, women, so that you, like, come on, like, please, stop this. <laughs> Yeah, only thing I, the only reason why I say that men are the people who like suffer the most under this toxic masculinity nonsense when it comes to like Lord. getting rid of their emotions, is because like with women, I feel like you have to be empathetic to a degree because people say that womanhood is intrinsically tied to being a nurturer, nurturing person. But also, you're and perceived you like you won't get as much success if people don't like you as a woman. Right. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing. That's a whole. I days talk talk about that for days but let let me refocus get to your hot take Ah! (laughs) okay let me get to my hot take um hot take the american educational system Mm -hmm. makes you hate reading i'm just giving you applause today girl speak on it they make you hate hate reading and and specifically we had this conversation and it's about poetry specifically they make you hate poetry as a kid i i honestly you'd be hard pressed to find a kid that actually enjoys poetry not because poetry is a bad you know uh genre of of whatever writing but it's writing writing (laughs) writing or that it's too difficult for kids it's just that they made it too complicated. They made it too complicated. They made it a chore. And they gave intentionally 
obtuse writing. Come on now. So that kids would be like, oh, poetry is supposed to be, you know, super, almost like you're taking psychedelics. Like, you're very confused. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Like, it's, it's that's not, not a drug. Poetry, right? <laughs> it, it's like, that's not what, and that's what they tell kids. It's like, oh, this is, the sky was purple in this thing because da, 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 da. like nobody that's okay like that's a that's a job that's a type of um uh, poetry and that sure surely is out there and you will find poets that are more um abstract with their thoughts but there are also poetry that is to the point you know very specific very heartfelt very all these things because it's just a, it's a type of writing but like you give kids like shakespeare like admittedly one of the people who has <laughs> the most specific type of writing the type of writing where you have to read pretty much all his work to understand what he's saying and you give them an excerpt and you say you're dumb if you do not get this excerpt and you do not understand poetry if you don't get this really particular Shakespeare excerpt and that's just so annoying because that's not how it works <gasps> oh my gosh uh, yeah Oh, 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 I forgot. And also with like just books in general, like books like To Kill a Mockingbird, they always like hype it up like it's peak social justice commentary. When that wrote that book was it's very antiquated. I'm sorry. We it's need to move. That, there are way better there are books commentary that can do what you say for exactly. children. Written for exactly. children. For t- yeah. Anyways. Like advanced readings that can actually touch on real world topics, real world topics, but y'all are so concerned with these classic to the curriculum yeah. right the curriculum that is noticeably whitewashed that is like noticeably uh softened yeah, yeah like, it's like completely sugar-coated right only to support you know white supremacy <clears throat> the one book that we have that's about anybody that's not white there's a white savior in it so like there's right. no <laughs> where's the diversity you know yeah you make people just think like reading's a chore and i still haven't gotten over i haven't gotten over it and i don't read for fun anymore and i think that sucks i really do believe i have to blame something so i'm blaming (laughs) i'm gonna blame it on them instead of my willpower anyway it's it's half me now that i'm an adult but like you know (laughs) it was it was a big problem when i was a kid so uh my next hot take hot take some spaces should remain separate based on culture. It's not segregation. It's like protection and relaxation. Agreed. So I'm, I am by no means saying let's go back to the days where we had the black schools and the white schools. Let's, let's get the colored water fountains back out. Like shut. No, it's not what I'm talking about, but there are some spaces that Jordan Rice does not belong into because Jordan Rice cannot identify with anybody of that community or demographic, mm-hmm. and I would be inserting myself in a safe space that I do not belong in, and it's creating an atmosphere that is not conducive to the people of that community who need it. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some, uh, and it's different. Like, I can't be like hair salons or what it is, and the barber shop, and then the soul food joint, because like, it's not like that. There are just very specific places mm-hmm. that are centered around Black culture that I feel like. Of course, it's wonderful when we all mix and mingle and that's when beautiful things happen. But we also need spaces and time to just be around people that get our experiences sometimes. And that really does help. And it's one of the reasons why we do this podcast. Like this podcast is one of those safe spaces for us. And when we choose to invite people of other experiences in, it's a choice that you and I are making together. Right. It's, and it's also an acknowledgement of their identity. Right. You know, like we're not going to try to get them to talk about the things solely 
based off of our identity, you know, it wouldn't make sense. Right. So I think this is interesting because like, I see this becoming a problem on the internet where there's not an actual space mm. where these cultures can just reside and be safe. Um, maybe coming from the black perspective and having all our stuff stolen all the time. It's just so frustrating because the beautiful thing about the internet is that there are no confines. Like you can do anything, but that's also a downside because like everything that you do and interact with your community is public. Right. So it's like people are seeing how you interact with when I interact with another black woman, they see how I interact with another black woman. So they might pick up my mannerisms. They might pick up what I say, what like the, and think yeah. how I speak. And that, that can cause issues. Caused issues yeah. Right. For the black community specifically, I don't quite know for any other community. And I know, but I know for a fact that it has happened in other communities, but I think people need to also learn how to respect that in the internet space. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I, like, for example, if I see like a meme that is clearly something, let's see, like, maybe it's something about Islam. I'm not, I don't follow Islam, so I can't, I don't know. But I just respect that space. Even if I see that post, maybe I like that post, it doesn't mean that I'm going to participate in the comments. Why would I participate in the comments? I don't know what they're talking Pers- about. Participate in the comments as, like, inserting your opinion or, right. yeah, no. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, the best I could do is, like, observe and keep it pushing. Because I have nothing to add. And I know that. I don't need to add anything. Right. Okay, next hot take. Toxic positivity can be as detrimental as toxic negativity. Mm-hmm. I think when you associate somebody with positivity, I just think that's a really bad thing to do to somebody. Like, you can say that somebody's like, a, their disposition is just sunnier, you know? Like, that person is uh, usually happy. Mm-hmm. But if you associate a single person with positivity all the time, that's going to weigh on them. Because every time they come around you, they're going to think that they have to be positive. They're going to think they have to smile. What if they're having a bad day? You know, like, it's it's not fair of you to put that on somebody because they're going to shoulder that burden. And it's not okay for you to uh, replace, like, your sad thoughts and stuff like that with toxic positivity because that also speaks to the thing we were talking about earlier, emotional intelligence. Someone who's emotionally intelligent right. is not happy all the time at right. all. That's not what that means. It's being in a place of contentment where you understand like you have really happy moments, but you also have sad moments and angry moments and frustrated moments. And those are all valuable and they all have mm-hmm. their place. Yeah. Um, hot take. Dress codes in high school disproportionately affected thicker Come bodies on! and black Sorry, bodies. I did not mean to scream and I hope that was not loud enough. But that, <laughs> come on. Let me t- I nothing makes me angrier because uh, I understand today. some dress codes. <laughs> I understand some dress codes. I truly do because there you. I mean, you shouldn't show up to school with your underwear on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's. I mean, come on now. Like that's pretty obvious. <laughs> but the shoulder thing, like that's just nitpicky <sighs> to me. But besides that, besides the intricacies of the dress code, I feel like they at least how it's perceived, is so biased. Like, for thicker bodies, people with, like, boobs, people with butts, like, if they're wearing shorts, the same size shorts as a skinny person to their left, they are going to get dress coded. Yeah. They are for sure. The thicker person is going to get dress coded. It's like you're getting shamed for your body. You're getting shamed for your body because your body's being sexualized. Also, it's also, like, disproportionately affects Black people. I I 100% notice that the Black women... Oh my gosh, They wear the same... Thing, the same exact thing as a white woman will get dress coded. I have a story. 
I have a so story. Quick. Okay, go ahead. So I go ahead. okay, I have two. So talking about I am saying it dis- disproportionately affects thicker bodies. I don't. Most people have not seen me. I. I don't, I I ain't built, I ain't gifted with them curves. I'm, I'm gifted with the square rectangle box type, you know, with the, you know, with that, which is like cool. But I forgot who told me this, but like you can get away with wearing more things because you don't have a, as much chest. And so it won't be pre- like, it's just my sternum. Like, you're just like, come on. It's like my, like you're not seeing anything. And so I would be able to wear like lower cut things because it would just look like you know my skin like there's no like my chest isn't coming out but like let someone that has a bigger chest than me wear that they would get into the office immediately but going to the black people thing so ah! i know that y'all have seen those people that wear them like tiny 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 little poom poom shorts with the little oversized shirt nike shorts like adidas like like poom shorts shirts, like do- shorts in the school <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> not shaming you for what you're wearing but it's, it's a point right it's not, and they yeah, have on yeah. the oversized t-shirt right with the little it's cute whatever but they're not getting dress coded okay okay so even though we it looks like they're not wearing pants they're not getting dress coded that's okay okay that's the standard. I came to school. <laughs> I'm so heated. I came to school <laughs> and I had on high waisted pants. I had my Letterman jacket over and I had a shirt that ended right where my pants begun. So it's cropped, but it ends right where my pants begin. So if I like lift up my arm or whatever, a little bit peeks through, but it's not like it's cut under my chest. It's like, you know, it's covering my stomach. And on top of, I had a Letterman jacket on, on over it the entire day. I went to go ask to use the restroom and my teacher was like, she had a thing about using the restroom, but I had to go. So I was like, can I use the restroom? She was like, are you serious? And I was like, yes, I have to use the restroom. And she was like, fine. But while you're in there, see if you can find some clothes. I said, huh? (laughs) I was in the front of the classroom. Everyone looked up. I literally turned around. I said, excuse me? Because I didn't think I heard what she said. And she said, she repeated it. She repeated it. She said, I said, when you go in the bathroom, see if you can find some clothes. And when I tell you, everyone looked at her, looked at me, and everyone's face was confused. I looked at what I I looked down on myself. I like it was like something out of a of a movie. I looked down on myself, saw seeing my Letterman jacket, my crop top that ended right where my pants started, and I looked down and I looked at her. And I think I legit rolled my eyes and walked out the classroom. It was the end of the day, so I didn't go. She ain't eat all that. Very lucky that my thug levels had decreased by then. But I was like, <laughs> so these girls, this is where this is where it comes out. These girls can wear shorts that make it look like they're not wearing pants. And I have on layers. And I get right. publicly humiliated. While we're in a class with girls who look like they're not wearing pants on, sitting down. Usually yes. Girls. I was. That's a disparity. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Infuriated. No, it's weird. It's so weird because the black bodies are like sexualized more. Period, point blank. Ugh. They are. And then on top of that, thick bodies are sexualized more. So it's like, if you're both, good luck, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> if you care. It's like, it's just, uh, oh God, it sucks. But anyway. Hot take. I don't even know how to get into this one. But... I'm just going to say that if a guy develops decent hygiene, a semblance of style, and respects women to the nth degree, like just barely, 
he's a 10. And that is horrible. (laughs) That is horrible. Right. The bar is buried with Einstein. (laughs) The bar is so low. The bar Why are you so accepting low. mediocrity? Think, so- Why do you? And then here's the problem. Those same men in heterosexual, you know, relationships, those same men want the baddest chick with the with the most voluptuous body, with the with the smarts and with the money. Sir, you cannot, you don't shower every day. <laughs> you don't have oh, my God. you don't wear deodorant. You don't know how to clean yourself properly. Or you you think you can have a, a say in someone's appearance? Get out of here. Get out of here. All of get out of here. All of, all of my female no, friends for real. have been like, we will just accept medium ugly guys, you know, like physically, but their personality or they have other attributes that make them physically more attractive. No, none of my friends who are attracted to men are looking like I'm going to base if I like, if I'm going to have a relationship with this person or engage with this person based off initial attraction, not like seven times, seven to eight times out of 10. It's not even a question. They send them to the group chat and that's not even important. It's, it's, does he, does he treat you right? Is he respectful? Does he pay for things? Like it is never about their appearance, but let a girl get, let a girl get sent into a all men group chat when all of them are attracted to women. She is going to get degraded, rated. Like she's got, like they're going to have an opinion on everything physical and then chastise the guy if she's not what they view attract. Shut up. Shut up. That's why I just don't get men, bro. I just I don't get it because the bar is the bar is buried with the dinosaurs at this point. She went from Einstein to the dinosaurs. I'm dead. (laughs) It's it's deep, it's deep within the earth. It's so deep within the earth. I don't understand why that bar cannot just be why can't you tick the box? Like the box is literally hygiene. For (laughs) For some people, for some people, hygiene is literally a plus, not even a requirement for men. I just do not understand why it's like it, it's like you can't even please why is bro. he a 10 I'm, I'm, not gonna, why is he a I'm not gonna keep you there's probably there's if we're talking about heterosexual women are women attracted to men there's probably women who are like yeah I'm going for look solely okay that's, I mean like it's there they're there <laughs> they're there but I, I think that because womanhood is so tied to desirability the emphasis on being pretty the emphasis on being attractive is way more of a burden on women or people who are perceived as women than men i just i really i I can't dispute that (laughs) well i I hope y'all enjoyed this as much as we did. Because obviously we acted fools. Right. The past few weeks, like, we just, you know, there's a lot of things happening in the world and they're very important. So it's very nice to be able to laugh. Um, if you have any hot takes that you want to 
let us know please go to our instagram at get into it underscore podcast and let us know what your hot takes are and you might get reposted if it's like really 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 funny if it's really 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 important if we agree with it if we disagree with it you know because we want to start the conversation Mm -hmm. if you didn't like any of our hot takes let us know if you have another opinion because that would be we love the conversation you can leave us a voice message through our anchor which is going to be in the description of this episode um go listen to our last episodes on the past two episodes we had a guest Alyssa Sanu and she was talking to us about um the Asian American experience and we also talked about the relations between the black community and the Asian American community and it was very good conversation and we are very grateful to have her on so make sure y'all go listen to that this is the 10th episode Mm -hmm. which means we're going to be taking a break for the next two weeks And then we'll be back with our third summer season, which will be a shorter season because it will be from, you know, just taking us through the summer and then we'll start a new one in the fall. But we wanted to end with this really fun type of thing for the last episode. This is how we started this season. It's been a great, wonderful season. We had collabs this season and it was so cool. So we'll see y'all after two weeks of break. So bye. Bye. (laughs) 